Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington, Jr. Today's episode is brought to you by StonehillWealthManagement.com. Today, Philip answers your questions. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. We are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple, brought to you by Stonehill Wealth Management, my wealth management firm where we help people take their money today and send it into the future with the goal of helping it jump through the inflation hurdle, which is the wealth destroyer of every generation. Also brought to you by WealthBuildingMadeSimple.us, the newsletter where I put out my thoughts about what's going on in the world for paid premium subscribers and how to navigate uh, the changes financially. So check those out uh, and you get a chance. Let's today, we're going to do it. We, I'm, I think I'm going to, I return every now and then back to the uh, Ask Philip format and uh, and I'll do it for a few weeks and then go back to uh, to the other f- format, but I'm going to try to do more Q&As. People ask for it, and I'm getting some good questions with the world. I guess since the market's moving again, people are having more questions, and so it's cool. I'm sharing. I'm, I like to put the questions in. So by the way, if you have questions, feel free to email me uh, your questions at, let's see, what's the best email? philip at philipwashingtonjr.com. philip at philipwashingtonjr.com. philip is spelled with two L's. First question, what's the best way you've seen, what's the best way you've seen to become financially independent? Uh, let me phrase the question different. So I get to I get to see different people and how they make their money. Uh, and I've met quite a bit of people and invest money for people who are financially independent. And so what's the best way? Here, here's what I found. So there's a smart way to make money. And then there's your path to make money. And and I feel like there's plenty of like smart ways to make money uh, out there. Tons of books being created, uh, tons of like examples. But what I feel is the smartest way is not always the best way for you individually. And here's what I mean. Uh, the you can you can get to wealth um, through intellect alone, or let's say, you know, let's say y- you know somebody who made money by uh, f- flipping homes, but you know, finding deals, flipping homes, doing that kind of stuff. But if and they made a lot of money doing it. If you don't love doing that that is not going to be the best way for you, right? You can get lots of money, right, doing that, even today, right, because, like, the whole world's changing and there's communities being built, you know, far out there. So, like, you can still make money doing every every type of industry out there. Um, you got to evolve with it. But the deal is, if if the journey is not fun for you, then I feel like it's not the best way because you, you're, you're – 
the foundation of the energy you're using to get the money is going to be like willpower alone and willpower runs out because you're 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 using stress energy and you're not replenishing yourself with the love of what you're doing right so what i'm saying is the best way to become financially independent is to make money in a way where you love what you're doing right when you when you when you're doing something day in and day out where you just love to do it like the reward is the doing it not necessarily the money and i know it sounds cliche but i think each if we got 8 billion people on the planet there's 8 billion people that can make money this way i think I think you have to find your way. The reason why so many people are unhappy with what they're doing or look for look forward to vacations or look forward to weekends or uh, or feel the need to spend their money. I call it needing to be outside of themselves, right? People some some people feel like they need these things to feel good so they can get outside themselves when I'm like, no, nah, just like Fall in love with yourself, right? Which which requires you to own the feeling internally of what you want to feel, right? So we want to feel financially independent because we know because we think it's going to make us feel good. So like, just feel good, right? Um, and then when you feel good, your mind's going to be open to the things that you can do that feel good along your path. I'm gonna give a I'm gonna give a clear I'm gonna give a specific example, and I'm gonna protect the innocent, right? So I have a uh, I have a client, and the client is going through a, a difficult part in their business. I don't even call it difficult. Just, you know, they're making big investments into their business, and so they're not cash rich right now. And But the client is like a wealth builder, and so, like, the car they drive is not the car that you would think they would drive based on, like, you know, how successful they are. But they don't care, right? Uh, they don't care because... They, other people's opinions have zero influence on how they live life, and the circ the the reason why they are so successful financially is that's how they think. Like even before they had money, they didn't care what other people thought, and so they did things that made other people say. Did they even have to question? whether they have money, but because they didn't care, they gained a lot of money, right? And so they, they have a repeating pattern of saying, oh, broke people only judge uh, me from that perspective, right? Uh, or people who don't understand how to build real wealth. And so it's it's easy for them to find a fun path to financial independence because there's no outward expectations that they feel they need to live up to to please other people, which makes their path to financial independence super clear, right? Because if you really sit and think about, and this is all of us, like me included, when I think about the financial pressure that I put on myself whenever I put financial pressure on myself, it is always external, ex, you know, looking outside and saying, what would people think? Right? What would people think? What would people think if I if I went into business or I made this investment and it failed and I lost my house? Right? What would people think? You know what I mean? Who gives a shit? Right? You know what I mean? Like, like, 
when you get to that, when I, when I, when I got to that point, my decision making became better. Right. Because I was like, Oh, like who cares? Like whatever. Like if, 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 if I don't care about external judgment, then I can make decisions with clarity and then be comfortable with the decisions and make great decisions because I don't have all that extra stress that I'm adding to my path that comes from outside eyes or what I perceive outside eyes or even thinking, right? So the best way to become financially independent is to like find the path that's right for you and the path that's right for you, you find by like not judging yourself and not caring about the judgment of others. Next one, how do I get a hold of my budget? This answer is very similar to the previous answer because again, it goes back to a, a, a lot of us are uh, spending money trying to escape a reality that we perceive is not good. Said a different way. If you were to look at, if anybody looks at their life right now and you list 10 things that you appreciate, just 10 things that you appreciate, um, and everybody can find 10 things that they appreciate. And if you can't find 10 things to appreciate, this is going to be a really good exercise for you because there's 10 things that you can appreciate. So find 10 things you can appreciate and just write them down. And then, and then, and then think about these 10 things and say, are, are, are these 10 things that a decade ago I really, really wanted, I had a burning desire for, right? Meaning like if, like if you, if you didn't have kids and you have kids today, that's amazing, right? If you want to go further, think about people who don't have kids who want kids, you know, like maybe you never experienced even, um, not even having that as something to worry about. You just kind of had kids and it was cool and it worked out, right? And you never fully appreciated like having kids, right? Now you go, kids are healthy, I'm healthy, right? You might look at the fact that you own a home or you got somewhere to live, right? You may look at the, you may underappreciate the fact that uh, you live in a relatively free country, um, that you're able to listen to podcasts, that you have an iPhone, right? That you can that you can do things today that previous generations couldn't do, like the, 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 the things that we're spoiled with today that we don't appreciate that previous generations wish they could have done. Right, that you have. Right, I would write those down, and then it's humbling. It's very humbling to think, out of all the thoughts in my day, how often, how often do I spend appreciating like what I currently have? Right, a lot of our times is spent is spent thinking about what we don't have. You know, we think about I don't have this, I can't do this, I don't do this, I want to, I was taking that, but, but really, really, because most of most of the way we live. All we, we live all of our life like in our heads, first of all. Um, and so my thought is like, why don't we just appreciate what we have more? Because because once you appreciate what you have more, the budgeting becomes easier, right? Because you'll look at, here's the income I bring in, and here are my expenses. And if I appreciate what I have, I don't feel the need to spend outside of myself to find that validation because I appreciate what I got. You know what I mean? Like it's, it becomes way easier. Like 
a lot of times we spend time on budgeting, thinking about the best budget or the best software or the best this and the best that. And all of them work, right? The part that breaks down is that void that we're trying to fill through stuff. I don't, I don't think there's anybody that I have sat down with in 20 years that had their finances upside down, right, where I couldn't sit with them and go, here, here are some ideas on how to get your budget in order. And all the ideas are like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to live with this person. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. That's not what I want to do. I don't want to do that, right? And it's cool. Like, we can do what we want to do. But I'm just saying, like, all the limitations around budgeting comes from, like, expectations that we have that we feel like we need to be happy. And if you can, like, just, like, make the expectations you need to be happy less than, the, you know, like the income that you bring in, then you're never going to have a budgeting problem, right? I'm I, like, don't misunderstand me. I'm saying like, like, it's okay to want things, you know, like that's natural and normal. But I'm saying if you start from the core of like, I'm, I'm happy with nothing, right? I'm happy with nothing. I'm happy with the bare minimum. Because uh, I can appreciate myself into the feeling I want that these things try to feel, right? Then everything else is gravy, and it gets easier to get them because you have more cushion, more room, more everything um, to do it. Next question. What is the value that backs Bitcoin? Well, this is easy because what's the value that backs anything? Belief, right? It's belief, right? There's a, there's a super technical answer around like scarcity is very important you know, for value. Um, uh, you also want to factor in, you can you can break market participants into uh, the, the productive engines of society. So, so society, economies always have like a core group of people that are driving most of the productivity in society that trickles through the rest of the economy, right? The industrial revolution centers were the ones that like built the wealth of the rest of the economy today it's the digital wealth producers that are building the wealth for the rest of society right so like the value of real estate the value of everything is going to be built around those economic centers um for this new economy that we're building is not like it's not saying everything everything digital is going to be valuable that's not what i'm saying but i'm saying if you're if you're if you're creating a city and you you want to build a city that people want to live in uh then you're going to want to um and you want you want money to do it you're going to want to find the high income uh people and the highest income people right now in the current world are doing things digitally right but the, and then you have the offshoots of that you have the people that build the real estate for them the people that do all the things or whatever but i'm just saying like the income generators the people that are making money a lot of money right now the majority of them are super digital right and so like um and so then you go okay what are their beliefs right how do they, like how do they feel about um money and different assets and right they're cool with bitcoin right for lots of different reasons but it boils down to like belief. So like belief, right? I mean, people, people say, yeah, but like, um, you know, uh, what about gold being backed by gold? Why does gold have any value, right? Because we believe it have value. 
you know, uh, the dollar is not backed by anything right now. You know, uh, it's just belief. You know, um, even property values. People say, but property, I can see it. Well, there's a lot of property that's not worth anything because nobody wants to live over it. They, want, they don't want to live there, right? You got a, you got a discrepancy in property values between north side of a city to south side of a city, right? It's all about, it's, 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 it's belief. So belief drives it all. That's what backs everything. And as you, as I grew to understand that, it made investing way simple, right? Because you remove lots of barriers of thinking or, 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 or what do you call um, biases and you just say, no, oh, cool. Like, I just want to find a thing that people are going to believe in more. And Bitcoin is a uh, a financial system that answers all the questions that previous generations wanted from a neutral collateral for a financial system that was less manipulatable than the previous one. And that's how that's how that's how things always evolve, at least up to this point in human evolution. So um, next question, this might be the last question. What are some of the best opportunities, investment opportunities I see? Um, a friend asked me this and I was like, it's, I can only give you mine and mine, like my ideas are going to be like, it's going to be like, is it going to be like asking one grain of sand on the beach, like, like, what are the opportunities that that grain of sand sees? Because like, there's so many in the new world that's being built, it's not even quantifiable, right? Because because once you create, once you execute on one opportunity, that opportunity becomes a foundation for like ten others, right? Because things are just changing at such a fast and amazing rate um, with everything. But I'll I'll sort of categorize them, right? And so I see investment opportunities around like money. Right, I mentioned Bitcoin before, but even like the other cryptocurrencies, uh, NFTs, all that kind of stuff. I see uh, in a non-tech space, uh, women's sports. Um, you know, I've said this multiple times a year for the last three, four years that women's sports is one of the most undervalued uh, assets uh, on the planet because the world is going to finally realize that women can do everything men can do and Quite a bit of them are going to do it better in this next generation. Um, I, I, I think uh, owning real estate that is um, gener- that is cre- creating experiences or yeah, creating experiences for the way the newer generation wants to live life is going to be. A big investment opportunity. Um, obviously, artificial intelligence, right? Media. You know, Steve and I enjoy talking about the new media world and how it's changing. Um, and there's infinite opportunities in media because everything's going to get redone from print, you know, radio, TV, right? It's all going to get redone, remade in a, in a different way. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you one more, another another good one, another good opportunity is like sports betting. Uh, you know that's a that's a big one, um, because if you if if you just look at Vegas and how 
You built a, an entire city that makes tons of money on betting. Now you're going to do that online, right? That's huge because I don't, I don't have to go to Vegas to gamble. Or if you're in Texas, Oklahoma or Louisiana, uh, it's opened up. That's a, that's a big one. Um, but there's lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of manufacturing, right? I mean, there's so many opportunities. I, I'd have to do like a whole podcast on it, and I can do thousands and thousands of episodes just around the investment opportunities. So that's why I go back to question number one. If you find out what you're uniquely passionate about, then you can bring you can bring that um, investment opportunity to life through yourself to make money. I think I, I'm just going to do one more, and then I'm done because this is a quick one. Why do I spend so much time talking about emotional intelligence uh, as a as a wealth manager? Um, because I I I feel like the there are there are two ways to process information, right? I think I read a, I read an article that said we process like seventy thousand thoughts a day. I wonder how they know that number. I don't know, but let's just go with it. So let's call seventy thousand a lot, right? And so, and so, when you when you're looking at all this information around the world about like how to make money or what this industry is or what you're going to do. And like, it, it gets overwhelming, especially as the world's moving so fast right now, you go, how do I keep up? Right. Because there's like the level of information is just exploding. And so I feel like if, if you were, if you were trying to find out the best way to make money by trying to process information and learn all the inform, you know, learn the best way to do all these different things, like you're gonna get paralysis analysis because the it's like the, the flood of information is only speeding up every day, right? So so maybe maybe we used we used to get seventy thousand thoughts when this study was done three decades ago. I'm pretty sure that number is like five hundred thoughts today. You know what I mean? Like with all the information and all the stimuli that we're with, and so I won't go super physics nerd on you, you know. But um, if you if I think of our emotions like a magnet. And so if I'm in tune with how I feel, then as I get these thoughts, I can easily attract the thoughts out of all those thoughts that are right for me. So I don't have to sort through all the thoughts, right? Like like if I if if I know how I want my wealth path to feel, right? For me, I want it to feel easy. I want it to feel joyful. I want it to feel fun. I want it to feel abundant. I want it to be, feel freeing, right? Now, when I feel a thought, like if I observe information from a book or TV or I'm talking to somebody or I get a thought, right? It's very easy for me to like just ignore thoughts that don't feel that way about my wealth building journey because. I know how my path should feel, and I'm only going to accept thoughts that feel that way, and it makes it way easier. I can keep a super clear mind and see a lot more and be very focused and very narrow on the thoughts that are on my path because I'm locked in on it. And the cool part about the feeling aspect is, as humans, we think that we're more rational than what we are. 
but like we're just emotional creatures. You know what I mean? And we and we are always doing our best job to feel better. And whether it's how we spend money, whether it's what we do, whether it's who we marry, whether it's our investment, our job. And so so if if I use emotions as my guide to sort through the thoughts, then I'm naturally I feel like I'm gonna find the things that people are gonna eventually gravitate to and wanna invest in because it's the better feeling solution for everyone. From or a lot or a lot of people, right? Um so that for me is why I spend a lot of time on it because I found my best investment ideas by saying, oh, this is how I want to feel. Oh, Bitcoin feels better than this, right? Using artificial intelligence feels better than not. Uh, you know, believing that women are equal to men in sports business and everything feels better than not, right? So like it's super easy for me to accept ideas that are going to win in the future because I'm feeling my way through it versus logicking, you know, whatever you call that word, logicking. I don't even know how to do that, but using using logic, (laughs) right, to figure it out. So hope this helps. Until next week, y'all enjoy yourself. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.